Hello, my name is Janelle, and welcome to the Genuinely Janelle podcast. I believe everyone's stories, including my own, matters. Stories help me gain a better understanding of myself, the world, and connects me with other people. So I hope through the stories of my life and the conversations I have with others, you will one day find the confidence and courage in your voice to share your story. Now, let's hear a story. It feels so good to be back. I know it's been a while since I published my last episode, so thank you so much for being patient with me, listening to my previous episodes, and joining me on today's episode. I didn't publish any episodes in the past couple of weeks because I was feeling very overwhelmed, and I'm not the type of person to force content. In episode 9, I shared some of the methods I use to stay grounded and to practice what I preach. That is exactly what I did. I knew I needed and wanted to take the time to just be by myself to express, feel, and reflect upon my emotions and thoughts. I know I mentioned this in some of my previous episodes, but it doesn't hurt to mention again that I was clinically diagnosed with generalized anxiety disorder and major depressive disorder around the time I started my undergraduate journey. I admit that I took pills and I did see a therapist, but it didn't work at all for me during that time. I'm open in giving therapy a second try. I actually intend to do that once this COVID-19 pandemic is over, but for my personal preference, I wouldn't go back to taking pills because it heightened my mental health conditions, led me to have suicidal thoughts, and eventually I attempted suicide. Although I did recover from my mental health conditions, they aren't completely gone. My anxiety and depression comes and goes and it can get triggered by being overwhelmed, consistently sleeping for less than eight hours each day, drinking too much coffee, seasonal changes, and someone or something that reminds me of a traumatic experience in the past. I don't have any control when my anxiety and depression comes back into my life, but I do have control in how I react and respond to it. Since I was feeling very overwhelmed last week, my anxiety and depression came back into my life. I asked myself, how are you really to unpack everything that was going on in my heart, mind, and soul so I could move forward and no longer feel weighed down? In the past couple of weeks, the key negative emotions that I felt were confusion, frustration, sadness, and worry. A lot of these feelings were triggered during election week, but are also a result of the ongoing COVID-19 pandemic. When it comes to politics, I'm registered as a non-party preference voter because I don't fully agree with all sides of one political party and I don't want to represent a party that I don't fully believe in. I know there are a lot of misconceptions of non-party preference voters, but to knock a myth down, I may not be completely knowledgeable about politics, but I do care about it and the impact it has on our society. The election was overwhelming for me because I wasn't just thinking about the presidential election, I was thinking thinking about the propositions in California, the elected officials in San Diego, the people who currently represent our Supreme Court, who will occupy the House and Senate, how that will affect the plans of who ends up becoming president and their administration, and how that will overall affect the citizens of this nation. This election brought to light the strong division within our country. There is just so much hate spewing from both the Republican and Democratic Party, which creates discouragement for me that we'll be able to effectively work together to make this country great. It's also overwhelming and frustrating to see that with the current president, there is more of a priority on recounting votes than there is for the COVID-19 pandemic. 
It's really disheartening to know that our current president, his administration, and even other government officials are downplaying the effects of COVID, don't practice the rules that they are trying to impose to minimize the risk of spreading the virus, and deny that the spread of the virus is worse now than it was when it first began. In the simplest of terms, they don't give a fuck. Speaking of the pandemic, in California, we have the four colored tier reopening plan. And it's so sad that specifically in San Diego, we've been swinging back and forth between the purple and red tier, which are the most restrictive tiers for several months. I admit that during this pandemic, I have gone out mainly for essential needs, and I'm not going to deny that I've dined in restaurants. I've explored San Diego with my partner by going fishing and hiking, and I've gone outside to walk my dog. So I'm not going to tell you to stay at home the entire day when we're not in an official lockdown and when I know I don't stay home all day because that would be very hypocritical. This pandemic has been overwhelming for me because I prefer to have a separate space for work and home, but on a deeper level, I'm so frustrated and sad that a majority of people just don't give a fuck about this pandemic anymore unless there's someone who is more at risk at contracting the virus so they have to stay indoors as much as possible, their business has shut down or they know someone whose business shut down due to the pandemic, they know someone who has experienced or died from COVID-19, they have experienced COVID-19 and had a difficult time recovering from it, and or is an essential worker and their health is at risk because of frequent physical interaction with people. In my personal life, I know people who have contracted COVID-19 and are either still recovering from it, have recovered from it, but are still physically weak, and a couple of people who passed away. With one of my strength themes in Wu, I love being able to spend quality time with people. I love being social, I love going out and interacting with people. So yes, this pandemic hasn't really been easy for me. But this entire year, ever since California's first stay-at-home order in March, I've been very cautious and trying to find as much alternative ways to connect with people because the reality is there isn't a 100% effective cure yet. And this virus isn't discriminatory. Anyone could contract COVID. In fact, my grandpa, who is currently in a senior home, contracted COVID twice, and all he was doing was literally chilling in his bed. My grandpa didn't even have to go anywhere. He didn't have to go outside. He literally didn't do anything, and yet he still got COVID. So I can only imagine how much higher the risk it is going outside. As I mentioned before, I have been outside to dine at restaurants, spend quality time with my partner, and walk my dogs. And even in those moments, I try to make sure that I'm as cautious as possible in what I touch, making sure I wear my mask at all times unless there isn't anyone around at all, making sure I have hand sanitizer and wipes, limiting who and how many people I interact with, etc. It just makes me so sad that we've experienced this pandemic for a little more than over a year. And although companies are battling to develop the first vaccine for COVID-19, we've generally made little progress as a country to minimize the risk of spreading the virus. And there are still so many businesses and people struggling from this pandemic. With the holidays approaching, I'm sad because this is the time of the year where my entire family gathers together and spends quality time with one another. However, due to the COVID-19 pandemic and prioritizing one another's health, we've decided to cancel our festivities. I knew that with my younger brother being in the military and stationed outside of California, there would be a point in time where he wouldn't be able to come home from the holidays. But it makes me so mad and sad knowing that if this pandemic 
wasn't happening or if the COVID-19 cases in California weren't so wild in, he would have been able to come home for the holidays this year. One of the things, uh, I'm crying. Okay, I'm trying not to cry right now, but one of the things I was looking forward to this year and motivating me to stay positive amidst this pandemic was knowing that I'll be able to reunite and spend quality time with my younger brother. However, that is obviously not happening this year, and that for me was my tipping point. The elections and the pandemic triggered my anxiety and depression, overwhelming me, and I knew I needed to take a step back and take a break to recover because I didn't want to let the darkness of my emotions and thoughts to completely overpower me. In my previous episode, episode 9, I mentioned some of the ways I stay grounded during overwhelming times. In the past couple of weeks, to practice what I preach or to walk the talk, I utilized some of those methods. I did communicate with others, mainly my partner, my mom, my younger brother, and a few friends, but I haven't replied to any of my other messages. So if you texted or sent me a message and I haven't replied to you, I have a lot of messages to go through and I will, and I will reply to you next week after the holidays. I also experienced my emotions by letting myself feel sad and I cried multiple times when I was alone because I'm not going to sugarcoat that this shit sucks and I just really need to cry sometimes. I did go outdoors to visit my garden plot so I can uproot the old plants that are out of season and make room for the crops that I'm going to plant this season. My partner and I also went fishing during the weekends and I felt calm simply just looking at the ocean. What really helped me the most was writing in my journal. But instead of just writing down what I'm grateful for and my intentions for the week, I reflected heavily upon the question, how are you really? It felt so relieving to not only cry because I cry a lot when I'm overwhelmed. It felt so relieving to be able to just write down all of my emotions and thoughts and let it go in the form of words on paper without necessarily having to make any complete sense. I simply wrote what I was feeling in my heart and mind. As I was writing, it helped ground me to center myself on what I can control, made me realize things about myself, and inspired me to genuinely want to recover. I learned and realized a few things about myself and what I want to do moving forward. Number one, how are you really is an undermined deep question. And if I choose to ask someone that question, or even if I ask that question to myself, I need to brace myself for the weight of the emotions and thoughts that I'll get as a response. It's such a powerful reflection question to me because by asking myself how I really feel, I'm giving myself permission to share the things I initially just wanted to suppress in my heart, mind, and soul. In my perspective, if I can't express my own emotions and thoughts to myself, how will I even be able to communicate communicate it to others. So moving forward, when I ask that question to others, I'll be ready to brace myself for the weight of the emotions and the thoughts of the other person. I may not be able to solve their problems or necessarily have the right words to say, but if I really care about someone, I don't want them to suppress what they're feeling for me. Number two, I understand why people don't typically like to talk about politics, but I think it's important for me to talk about it with others if I want to collaboratively work together to make this country and world a better place to live in. I know people will have different values and views than me, but I can't completely hate them and pretend like their views don't exist. I want to know why people think the way they do. 
so I can have a better understanding of views besides my own and to see if there's a way for us to possibly meet in the middle. Number three, this ongoing pandemic is overwhelming and it's okay to want to care about the health and well-being of others. I will not shame myself for going out to get fresh air because I know I'm trying to be as careful as possible. I will set boundaries with whom I interact with and where I'm willing to go. I will continue to wear a mask, bring hand sanitizer and wipes with me, and try my best to socially distance from others. Yes, there may be some people who unfortunately don't give a fuck about this pandemic, but it doesn't mean I'll allow that to influence me to stop caring. I'll simply focus on controlling what I can control in my life and do my best to minimize the risk of contracting and spreading the virus. Number four, when my anxiety and depression comes back into my life, I'll no longer shame myself for experiencing it. Instead, I'll give myself the love and grace I would give to others. I initially felt shame for feeling anxious and depressed because it came to me when I least expected it and it's been three years since I felt that way. It's not a great feeling. Like, it's not pleasant at all. However, I'm human and I know that I'm not exempt from experiencing struggles in this world. So the next time my anxiety and depression come into my life, instead of feeling shame or when I do feel shame, I'll shift that into grace. Lastly, number five, there's no 100% effective cure for mental health conditions yet. So my anxiety and depression will come back into my life from time to time. It's a harsh reality, but I remember that if I was able to overcome it the very first time, I'll be able to do it again. One thing to know about me is that I'm humble, open, and transparent about my life experiences, especially the struggles I face and the lessons I've learned. I intentionally don't try to follow a certain aesthetic on social media because because I want to make sure the way I show up in the world as my authentic self is reflected in everything I do. So I chose to share the story of mine with you all to break the stigma surrounding mental health conditions and the people who experience them, encourage you all not to give up on your mental health journey, inspire you to develop a self-care plan or find positive methods that work for you, give you an insight on my ongoing mental health journey, and remind you that your feelings and thoughts are valid. At the end of the day, no one is exempt from experiencing struggles in this world. I believe the biggest struggle I have and will continue to face is this battle in my mind. I'm not ashamed to admit that the COVID-19 pandemic has affected my mental health. It's tiring to experience negative emotions and thoughts, but I'm choosing to take one step at a time, one day at a time, and battling and overcoming them. I may not be fully healed from my mental health conditions. However, by asking myself, how are you really? I've been able to identify and unpack my emotions and thoughts on a deeper level, recover through self-care methods that work for me, and lift off the heavy weight in my heart, soul, and mind. I don't know what struggles you're facing right now, and I'll never fully understand the battle that is going through your mind. However, if you're feeling a bit hopeless or discouraged with your mental health journey, I hope that by listening to this episode, you feel a little more reassured that you are capable of fighting the battle in your mind. It won't be easy, and as you recover, you may end up having to take a few steps back, but it's not impossible to recover. I believe in you, and I hope you begin to believe in yourself more and more with each passing day. Thank you so much for allocating time in your day to listen to this episode. I look forward to sharing another story of mine in the next episode. Stay tuned, and in the meantime, I hope you have a relaxing and productive day.